Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. thinking about is automobile racing. Racing's everything. For my family, it isn't just a sport. It's way more important than that. It's like a religion. Are you ready to become a real race car driver? Then sign that contract. He's just trying to scare you, son. What you do behind the wheel of a race car has nothing to do with business. You walk away from me, you walk away from this deal, no matter how well you drive, you won't win, you won't place. I guarantee you right now, you won't even finish the race. You think you can drive a car and change the world? It doesn't work like that. Maybe not. But it's the only thing I know how to do when I gotta do something. Move it, Speed. It's getting ugly out there. Wasn't my idea. Oh no. It was his. He's going to be very good. No, he's going to be the best if they don't destroy him first. And now. Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see me live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to visit Nostalgic Radio and Cars, our uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars website, podcast page, archive page, something like that. Good evening, Tommy. How you doing? Hey, Robert, I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? Pretty, pretty good. It's uh, It just started raining. It was a good day for a while, and then, uh, you know, not that. But, uh, hey, I want to give a big shout-out to my friends down there at Tri-City Bolt and Screw. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Rip Shack Barbecue, sponsors, you know, good guys. Um, and some places I've been going lately here, uh, big shout-out to the guys down at Pyology down there in Seminole. Is that Seminole Mall down there? Or what used to be Seminole Mall down there in Seminole Park Boulevard or whatever that thing is? Um. Yeah, man. It's like for ten bucks, you get this pizza, and you can just load it with all kinds of goodies. And of course, I'm a sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms, black olives, and uh, 
ground beef kind of guy. And um, Kelly, I know if you're listening, I was thinking about you this afternoon when I was down there getting my special pizza. You know, it's like about, oh, I don't know, 10, 11 inches in diameter. So it'll, it's good enough for one. I didn't have my usual beer, though, but because uh, I always have a beer with my pizza. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, what else was I going to do? Another shout out, but I can't think of it. My mind just went blank. Oh, yeah, there's a place down there off of, because uh, I'm doing a little remodel deal on my little shack. And uh, big shout out to the guys down there at the uh, the warehouse down there in Pinellas Park and around the corner from Tri-City Paul's Screw. Bobby will probably tell me, send me a text because I know he's listening. And, um, man, my mind is blank. That's terrible. So, anyway, Greg, if you're working on my uh, excursion, if you ever get my window fixed, that's good because I, somehow I just can't figure out electrical stuff, so I'm getting the old turd excursion running again. Uh, it's been on the road. We use it to haul stuff. Um, definitely a couple things I got for sale. Still got a couple Mustang project cars I need to get rid of. 65 convertible, 289, 4-barrel, four 4-speed four car project with a motor and a transmission. And then I got a 67, 289, 4-barrel, four 4-speed four car. Both cars, San Jose cars. Of course, the 67 doesn't have a motor and a tranny in it, but it's um, ripe for something. I got a BMW 633 I picked up here not too long ago for five-speed sunroof car, project car. You know, If you go to our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, you can find out a little bit more about those cars. I actually post some of this stuff on, on that uh, interweb thing. What's it called? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, that's it. Fake book. Some kind of book. Anyway, and uh, since I've been locked up in facebook fb jail for a number of times here over the years but that's okay you know i gotta keep it cool keep it cool as they say hey we got a very special guest for you this evening we also have another very special coming on next week we're going to kind of and during the month of october it's a uh, rock october for us we're going to have some musical guests on but i actually have one coming on next week a very special guy so uh and a very well-known popular song particularly out of the 60s when i was a kid there's actually a cartoon strip after uh with one of the characters in it so that was a hint ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um tom tommy tommy let's go ahead and uh, fire up the stereo i mean there's car shows what's coming up here i don't even know what what day is it oh it's the 25th all right well i think the clearwater superboat races um superboat nationals is going to be the end of next month so we'll be Touching base with our boat friends. That's coming up. Um, car shows. Mm, well, the big one was in Michigan this past weekend, but I didn't get to that one because I was busy working on some other projects, and I just come off Monterey. So timing wasn't right. You know, I think the uh, Auburn show's coming up here at the end of this month. I think it's going on, which is a tradition. Um, at our good friends up there at Barber Motorsports, the motorcycle event's coming up. I think it's the end of September, sometime in October. And, of course, the next big major event that I probably will go to is SEMA. So we'll see how that works out. And uh, if I can overcome my fear of flying between now and then, if not, you know, I'll probably have to hitchhike out there, something like that. You know? And then, of course, Scottsdale. And then, of course, Amelia. And then back to Monterey. And then back to uh, SEMA. Those are the big four. The big four. Hey, you know how they had the big three, Ford, GM, and Chrysler? Well, it's not Chrysler anymore. It's... I don't even know what they call it. It's some foreign name. But uh, it's a foreign national. Oh, oh, my God. But anyway, we still have Ford and Chevy, and we're still going to battle it out between us uh, Ford guys and them Chevy guys and Bowtie boys. But uh, notice how I said the Ford guys and the Bowtie boys. But, hey, them's fighting words, as they say. But, uh, hey, I like them both. They're called, I like good old American cars. I like foreign cars. I like all cars. On that note, where was I? Oh, yeah. Tommy's going to fire up the stereo. We're going to play a little something uh, Rolling Stones here. And uh, kind of like a little tribute to Charlie Watts. He was probably the quiet Rolling Stone, you know. He was just uh, he was a very uh, educated guy, very sophisticated guy, uh, quiet, very humble, nice guy. Collected cars, believe it or not. Would have been real interesting to have him on the show. I've reached out a lot of these, um, you know, people, Clapton, back, um, and, and uh, Mark Knopfler and people like that before. And, you know, they always, well, you know, the PR people get in the way. So, but I'm working on it. I don't give it up. So we'll get some of the other, you know, musical guys on the show that are, that appreciate coming on a radio show and telling their story and sharing stories, you know. And uh, because one thing that's really tough sometimes is, you know, sometimes egos do get in the way and, you know, that can kind of 
preclude you from being able to have a good time. And like when we reach out to people, we always tell them we we don't want to tell. We're not interested in, in the you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll crap. We're interested in you know the other stuff, the human interest side of you guys, and you know the car things and the hobby things and things like that that you do, and musical and trials and tribulations and stuff like that. We're not interested in the partying crap because everybody knows that went on anyway. And if you listen to some of our guests before in the past. Um, they'll tell you that, you know. Some have regrets, some don't, you know. Some still do it. I don't know. But at any rate, we uh, we try to keep it pretty cool here, pretty clean and straight up. Don't we, Tommy? Yeah, Tommy says yes. He's shaking his is he shaking his fist. No, he's shaking his hand. He's agreeing with me. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's do a little Rolling Stones. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't go away. We'll have a very special guest on the show here in a few minutes. Thank you. the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. All right, we're back in your tune. It's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I was reading, too, uh, a little update on news. Um, Haggerty, classic car insurance. Um, I think the company was started by McKeel's parents a long time ago. They're up in Traverse City, Michigan, which is supposed to be a really, really nice area up there um, on the lake, the big lake. I think it's um, – can't remember which one it is. It's not Lake Michigan. It's the other one. Tommy, you're not from Michigan, are you? No. Anyway, um, the other one on the backside there. How about that? Erie? Uh, Eerie, eerie. Uh, I don't remember. It could be. You might be right there. Um, damn. I think we learned that in geography, didn't we, many years ago? You know, I was just thinking, um, they're tearing down Clearwater High School, which is where I graduated, and they're building a new one, and it was 1975 when I graduated. That's hard to believe. That's 46 years, I think. Is that 46 years? Yeah. 50 years in 2025. Wow, 50-year reunion. Interesting. Let's see how that goes. I still have the car I had in high school. I have both of them. And um, but anyway, uh, so Haggerty is, uh, and then of course McKeel took it to the next level. He did a very good job at that, and he's uh, picked up a few. He picked, he bought, they bought uh, Amelia Island, the concourse. Uh, they're heavily involved with Pebble Beach now, and I just was reading the other day that they are going public. So if you want to invest in an insurance company, where you especially where your cars are insured, check out McKeel. 
uh, or excuse me, Haggerty Insurance. On that note, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and fire up the stereo again. Let's get our special guest on the show because I don't want to keep this gentleman waiting because he's got some great stories. And you'll all recognize this gentleman. If you go on our Facebook page, you already know who it is. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars here. Of course, we're big Doors fans now. Here's a little L.A. woman, Jim Morrison at his finest. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You're listening to The Doors, and we'll be right back. automotive giants in Detroit. Is there anybody in this room who can look me in the eye and tell me we can't do it? Building a car in your barn is one thing, but mass production, that's something else. It's the idea for the count's sake, the dream. It was almost too good to be true. Detroit, they're putting the squeeze on. We can't buy steel, we can't buy anything. So, I made an appointment with Senator Ferguson. What do you think? A big smile and a pat on the back is going to make him forget he's a senator from Detroit? What an idea of yours, selling dealerships for cars that don't exist. What did he say? He said, stay out of the car business. Tucker built the thing. Well, not everything he advertised, not yet, but enough right now to cost billions just to keep up with it. You don't understand how powerful the forces are that are working against us. Ever since you road tested a new car, 40 G men have been following you around the clock. What for? You make the car too good. I will, don't worry about it now. I'll take care of it. Mr. Tucker, we're from the Securities and Exchange Commission. We shall prove the only thing Mr. Tucker designed was an elaborate scheme to defraud. Why would they do something so stupid like that if they know we can prove it's a lie? But if enough headlines say that I'm a crook, well, that's the end of me in the car, which is what this whole thing's all about, isn't it? If you're not careful, you're going to spend the next 20 years of your life in prison. And we are going to build that car, the one we dreamed of, exactly the first we wanted. Paramount Pictures presents a Lucasfilm production of a Francis Coppola film. Big business closes the door on the little guy with a new idea. We're sabotaging everything that the country stands for. They can make headlines with lies. We can make bigger headlines with the truth. He is dead. Oh, that tiger! Tucker, the true story of one man and his dream. Yo, what's up? It's Chris Jacobs coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona at the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auction. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And buy something! Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is also a dreamer. He's an artist. He's a designer. He's a builder. He's also the host of one of TV's popular automotive shows, Overhauling. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Chip Foos. Chip, how are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you, Robert? Very good, very good. I'm uh, glad you joined us this evening. And uh, for our first-time listeners that may or may not be familiar with you, give us a little background on yourself. Uh, well, I'm the maintenance man here at Foose Design. I <laughs> we've got uh, all the bathrooms clean and floors <laughs> polished. Uh, you know, I started working with my father when I was three years old at his shop, and before that, he worked with Gene Winfield, and I grew up, uh, you know, going to the shop with my father on the weekends. And uh, you know, what was amazing is I would watch him building cars with Gene, and then. AMT, which was the name of the company, they would build the plastic model kits of the cars that they were building. And then Hot Wheels was building Hot Wheels of the same cars. So I remember, you know, I, as a little boy, I had the cars in my pockets and I was building plastic copies of the cars that my dad was building. He left and he ended up starting his own business in Santa Barbara, California. It was called Project Design. Like I say, I started going to the shop with him when I was three, but I started working there when I was seven. And I'd like to say that I was helping him, but I think I destroyed more than I actually helped <laughs> until later. He was a, a great teacher, and he is my hero to this day. You know, it's funny you mention that because we had Gene Winfield um, on our show not so long ago. He's been on a couple times, and, and he spoke very, very highly of your dad. In fact, I remember the overhaul episode where they, I think they surprised you and restored your dad's 56 uh, Ford yeah, truck, exactly. wasn't it? Exactly. It was his truck in the 70s. I bought it from him in 1978, and that was my first car. And uh, Bud Bretzman, who was the producer of Overhaul, and he stole it. He had seen the drawings that I had done of it. He stole my drawings, duplicated them, put them back. Then they took the truck, and he hired my dad to run another team. I didn't even know they were doing it. They surprised me at SEMA. Well, you know, because I think that, that was on, that one of the episodes. Was I mean, it was really a, it was a tearjerker for you. Yes, it was. So very, very special. Well, the coolest thing about it is now I have one of my dad's pieces of art. Yes. I designed it, but he built it. So growing up in California, so now I'm from Northern California. I'm from Marin County, okay? So, right. And, and I had, um, I'm trying to think, do you know uh, Keith Coucher? Do you know Keith at all by chance? Yes. Okay, yep. Keith, we were talking, we had a discussion one time, and I asked Gene the same question. Is there a difference in style between Northern California, Central California, and Southern California as far as styles of cars? Um, well, I would say every owner has their own style. Okay. And that's the coolest thing about this whole industry is there are no laws or rules in modifying your car. You get to build what you want to build for yourself. When you were growing up, besides your dad and besides Gene... And probably, you know, and Dean Jeffries was in your area, Cushenberry and everybody like that. I mean, it's a really just legends, okay? Who who was one of your, you know, let's just go back, because I asked Peter Brock this same question, and I know you and Peter are oh, pretty cool. good friends. Of of the vintage guys that were around, you know, that's why I played Tucker, because uh, who is it? Uh, who was the guy that Burek, was Gordon Burek was with it? Which, no, Alex Tremulous. Tremulous, that's what it So. People in that era, who did any of those people have any influence on your on your style, your design? It's interesting because Alex Trembulus was a great friend of mine. Really, I, I met Alex when I was seven years old. He started, you know, when he retired, he was he was at uh, Auburn Auburn Court Duesenberg back in the '30s. He ended up being the head of the Thunderbird Studio for Ford back in the '60s. And when he retired, he retired and moved to Ventura, California. My father's shop was in Santa Barbara. He used to come up all the time. And he would be inspired by what my father was doing, and he would do drawings and bring them back to the shop. And when I saw his drawings at the age of seven, I knew then that that's what I wanted to do. Alex actually wrote my letter of recommendation to Art Center, which is where I went and graduated in automotive design. Interesting, interesting. Wow. So Alex was a huge influence on me. So tell us a little bit about the art, the, the art center, college of design. I always get that mixed up, but I know a lot. I mean, Larry Shinoda came from there. Pete Brock came from there. You there? Uh, just a, a whole bunch of people came from that. That is, is that really the go-to place if you want to get into automotive design? There's art center. There's also a center of creative studies, which is now College of Creative Studies in Detroit. They they changed the name, and uh, there's there's a few schools in Europe and also in Japan now. But I would say the two top schools are Art Center and College of Creative Studies. Okay. 
You were at uh, Monterey this year. It's actually the first time I've ever seen you there. You've, I'm, I'm sure you've been there many, many times. What's your thoughts on the whole Monterey historic, uh, the Monterey Classic Car Collector Car Week? Well, if you're an automotive design fan, that's the place to go and just see what was done back in the day and all the way up to current because there's also, you know, all the uh, supercars were there this year at Pebble Beach. But you go to Quail and you go to all the different events that are going on there, and it's it's a, a car guy's dream. That, that's that's uh, as if you died and went to heaven, and now you get to see everything in the same place. That's true. That's true. And it's, it's amazing because it's like a family reunion because – it's like every year that I go, I mean, I, I, I don't see everybody every year. It's, it's different because it's so spread out. You know, unlike SEMA, SEMA, we're all, we're all trapped in a building, you know, and, right. and, you, and we all hang out at the, at the, the uh, hotel lobby and the, you know, downstairs there after the show, and we all kind of bump into each other, and it's all kind of fun. And then, but in Monterey, you just never know. You might not see anybody for two, three years, but you know everybody was there, which is really cool. Yeah. Have you ever had any cars at any events at the Mon and any of the Monterey events? Well, we sold, there were five Foos cars that were sold this year up there, and uh, I have never taken one of my cars or customers' cars and just shown it there. We were invited to bring the Jaguar that we just did to Quail, but I had never been to Quail until this year, and uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for not taking it. Oh, the Jaguar would have been. I, I got to tell you, I told you that last, oh, two years ago when we were all at SEMA. When when you had that car on display, and it was in, I think it was the BAF BASF uh, yes. display there. That car, I think it got all the attention. Didn't it win awards? All I mean, that was the that was the car, the talk of the town. That Jaguar. Well, thank you, thank you. That was a fun car to do, and uh, the owner has it. It's out in uh, Palm Springs, at the vault of of all places, which is a phenomenal collection of cars if, if anybody ever gets a chance to go there what's it called it's called the vault oh the vault the vault okay well wait a minute isn't that a uh like a classic car storage facility yes it is okay yeah a restaurant and club okay yeah uh it's interesting you mentioned that because i think i had a friend of mine store a car there one time we were there a couple of years ago because there's also an auction right after right the week after sema and indio there i can't think of the name of it right now but there's a uh, an auction that takes play there. And then, of course, McCormick's is also in Palm Springs. Yes. So what are you working on these days? What's the, what's the latest and greatest coming out of the Foos Designs? Well, we're actually, you know, it's interesting. We're doing a, a lot of different work here now, um, doing a lot of roadster shop chassis with modern drivetrain on patinaed bodies and uh, not necessarily taking them to the level that we always have. We've got, you know, from just doing graphics on cars and and some bolt-on items to doing complete concept builds so we've got a 49 cadillac convertible uh we've got a 56 chevy nomad we've got two 56 chevy post cars got a 69 mustang that we're doing a 61 corvette we've got a uh 33 ford four-door sedan that we're working on and uh We've also got a 32 Ford full-fendered Roadster that we're working on. And uh, I think that's about it right now, but we've got a lot of people waiting to get in, and we just got to get them out faster so we can get more people in here. Where do you see a trend this this time? I mean, what's where, where are we going trend-wise, would you say? Uh, trend-wise? Yeah. What's the trend right now? In other words, because you mentioned, okay, we're, so we're doing older cars, we're patina. But we're not totally restoring. We're not going over the top like we used to, where they're like totally mirrored finish. But the underpinnings of the car, the drive line, the suspension, all that stuff—that's still state of the art stuff, right? Yeah, people want to be able to get in their car and just drive it and enjoy it, and not have to worry about if they've got a you know a hundred thousand dollar paint job that they're scared to death to drive it because they might scratch it. So it's uh, you know maybe the car was restored. 20 years ago, we're leaving that paint job on it and just making it a very reliable and drivable car. Would you say that in terms of budgets now, that people are getting, because um, some of those bills, they can, they're four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars up to a million dollars, right? Some of those exotic bills that you guys have done? Sure. Yeah. You, you know, your, your imagination is your limit. Your imagination is your limit. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and an unlimited check. <laughs> okay, so these these cars now. So if we're if we're if we're if we're just really doing the mechanical stuff like that, we're getting the kind of the the budgets down. Is this 
again, it's it's still customer customer preference, right? Whatever the guy wants to do. But right. is is that kind of a trend, though? Uh, yes, it is. Um, like I say, we're doing both ends. We're we're doing complete finished builds. We're painting the whole car and finishing it you know, from top to bottom. But we're also doing these, you know, not restoring the bodies. Some of them are original paint. We're just putting it on a, uh, like I say, a, a modern chassis with a modern drivetrain and just making it enjoyable. And that might be maybe only 70000 to just put it on a nice chassis and make it reliable. Okay. Um, your designs. Now, one of the first cars you did was, if I remember correctly, kind of resembled the Prowler a little bit. And what was that car called? You mean my hemisphere? Yeah, that's it. I think it was. Now, that... that go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll let you say it. Well, I was going to say, that car... Was, wasn't that car that you did at the art center, and then that car, Chrysler, somehow got a hold of it, and then the Prowler came to existence? Or do I have the story right there? Am I close? Well, that was my senior project at art center, and it was a Chrysler-sponsored project where they asked us to create a niche market vehicle. And the example they gave us was a guy that might work out on an exercise bike, charges a battery that you can put in your car and get to and from work that day. Well, I went ahead and did five concepts based on that kind of an idea. And then I did a separate presentation without talking to my teachers because when I was at Art Center, if you were working on hot rods or muscle cars or drawing in class, you would kind of get um, belittled for doing that. Really? But there's no future in hot rods or muscle cars. You, know, you need to just pay attention and focus on future cars. Well, I did a presentation based on hot rods and muscle cars, but evolving them into something new. And Tom Gale, who was the president of Chrysler, was the person that I did my presentation to. And what I said to him is, I said, it's not today's designer's fault, but a designer from the past chose to go away from a great form and do something completely new. And what I mean by that is, uh, just take, for example, a Mustang. You know, a, a 65, 66 looked very similar to a 67, 68. And then it made a giant leap in 69, 70. Then 71 through 74 was something else. And then they got into little boxy shapes, and they just completely abandoned what was great in the past and tried to create something new until it just went away. Now, when I did this whole project for Chrysler, I went back and I looked at Cudas and Challengers and I looked at 33 Plymouth and I did a sketch of a side of a 70 Cuda and a plan view of a 33 Plymouth and I did kind of a hot rod sketch. And when I put the work up, Tom Gale, who I was presenting to, he says, I know what you're doing here. This is our project, but what are you doing here? And I said, well, what I'm doing here is I'm tugging at the heartstrings of memories. You know, some there, I said there's thousands of people out there with hot rods and muscle cars in their garage or side yard that they hope that one day they'll get around to it and put modern technology into it so they can enjoy it. I said, I'm just building something for them to enjoy now. And that was the inspiration for, for the Plymouth Prowler. To say that I designed the Prowler would be a slap in the face to the designers and engineers that actually did it at Chrysler. But my model was definitely the inspiration for that car. Wow. Now, do you still have that car, or did I read that that car was auctioned off? No, we built uh, five of those. I still own the green one. That's mine. Okay. But uh, there are four other ones, and, and a couple of those have been sold and traded to him. Okay. What, is there any kind of a car that you'd like that, that nobody's approached you yet, or maybe they have, but is there something that's in the back of your mind that you really want to design, you just haven't had the opportunity to do that do that yet does that happen to you i mean do you get yeah, the, yeah? <laughs> okay actually i am talking with a gentleman and i've got to do some drawings next week and what i've always wanted to do is when you look at back in the 30s when duesenberg sold a chassis you took that chassis and went to a designer and a coach builder they would design your car you know it came with fenders and a hood and a grill all the way back to the cowl, it had seats bolted to the frame, and you had a steering wheel and a dash all in it. 
but a designer designed the body and a coach builder would build that. And then it was registered as the year that it was finished. Okay. But most all those chassis were built in the late 20s, but they were mostly registered as 32s through, let's say, 35. And what I would love to do is take an original Duesenberg and whatever body is on it now, pull that off and put it on a nice cart so you can display it, but design and build a new body as if it were being done back in the 30s. Now, that would be really, really cool. I get the whole thing. Yes, because you had Mulner, you had Park Ward, you had, you know, uh, out here. Yeah, Murphy. Is that the one that was in California was doing some really cool yeah, stuff? Yeah, Pasadena. Yeah, they're the ones that did a lot of Clark Gable cars and, and Gary yep. Cooper. Okay. Yep. That so would... I would love to be the designer and coach builder and do something on our Duesenberg. And I actually uh, am talking with, with a customer now, and he has five Duesenbergs he's interested in possibly rebodying one of his. Well, you know what? If you stop and think about it, look what they're doing the Ferraris. In the days, you know, going back in the last decade or two, they would take a 250 Ferrari or a 330, they rip the body off and throw a Testarossa on it or some sort of race car. Right. Uh, so basically what you're saying is if they can do that with Ferraris and they're big money cars, why not do that with a Duesenberg? Well, Duesenberg, that's the way they were sold. And then through the years, they would get rebodied and rebodied. And most people, they find something that looks like it was a farm truck this is back in the 70s when everybody started looking for them. They, they would find them out in fields and whatnot and things that were, uh, you know, converted to. One was a taxi, I, I had heard. Uh, but there, there have been some of them that were, they cut the back off and put a flatbed on the back and used it as a farm truck. They found them and then restored them back to the way that they were originally built. So, you know, I would say probably 60% of them don't have the original bodies. They've been rebodied. And why not look at one of those cars? Because all of them have been found and, and restored. I don't know that there's any that, that uh, we don't know where they're at. But I would love to take one that has been rebodied once before, pull that body off, sell it to somebody who wants maybe that beautiful body on their Duesenberg, or if we can find one that is not so beautiful, pull that body off and then build something that is outstanding. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and I certainly would like to see that, because if I had to take a wild guess, that would be a SEMA car. Uh, well, I'd love to have it up in Pebble Beach. Or Pebble Beach, yes. Monterey. Could be a quail. quail. I would love to get it on the lawn, but it needs to be an older car, and of course, this is going to end up being a new car. And pretty pretty hard to pass it off as, oh, we found this in a barn. <laughs> you know, the first time we met was... Um, at, and it was briefly because you were down. It was the, I think it was the first time that Barrett Jackson had done their uh, auction in Fort Lauderdale, and you were in the back, um, not in the back, but you were off to a little corner over there, kind of like out where everybody can see you, obviously. And you were doing uh, little sketches and autographs and photos, and I was the last person in the line, and you did a little 356 for me. I still have that. I just want you to know that. I don't. That's probably. 10, 11, 12 years ago, maybe something like that. I think I was probably, at that time, I was in uh, Unique Performance's booth. We were selling the... Uh, the Shelby's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We selling the Eleanor's, which I did, I did the design work uh, with Steve Stanford and then built the prototypes. We built 15 cars for the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. And... Uh, so he was building those, and then also 69 Camaros that I designed for him. Yeah, it was uh, Bobby. I'm trying to think of what his name was. Bobby, um, oh, well, Sanderson was involved in the first, and then another guy by the name of Doug. And then, so... Doug Hasty. Yeah, Doug, yeah, right. And uh, interesting. So you did some of the original movie cars. I didn't know that. I didn't, that got I by. did the, uh, the Eleanor. Okay. Stanford had done an original sketch, and then I... Did the clay modeling and the actual 3D uh, car, but changed the sketches a little bit and tried to make it look more like Shelby had built it rather than making it look like a custom Mustang. Okay. Well, your 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 final rendering there um, looks very, very good. Very, very good. I mean, it's probably the most copied Mustang, 67, 68 Mustang, that I can think of, really. Yep. And, and we were just building it for a movie car. Um but uh, I've done a few other ones since, 
And, uh, you know, what I, what I missed on that car was I like chrome bumpers. So I've done a couple since, and I actually put the bumpers back on it. Okay. Bumper. What other movie cars have you done? Uh, well, I did a lot of work with Gene Winfield. Uh, did Sleeper. Uh, worked on Blade Runner with Gene Winfield with my father, and we built several of the cars for Blade Runner. Um, Robocop, if you remember the SX6000. Yeah. Right. I, I designed and uh, helped Gene build those two cars. Well, there was two of them. They only show, I don't know, I don't remember if both of them were in the film at the same time, but uh, the reason they were called the SUX uh, 6000 is they only had $6,000 in the budget to build two cars, and they knew they were going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let me ask you this. If, if you worked on Blade Runner then, did you get the opportunity to uh, work with Sid Mead then? Yes, I did. He came to my father's shop, and I had actually done a little sketch of the car, and I changed one of the panels. Yeah. And Sid walked in, and he says, who did this sketch? And, I, of course, I was only 18 at the time, and I said, that, that was me. And he says, I like what you did here. Go ahead and do it on the car. Oh, wow. That made me feel pretty good. Coming from Sid Mead, yes, the futuristic right. designer. and Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, how about... Uh, Motorcycles. Were you ever involved in motorcycles? Anything there? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, worked on a lot of bikes when uh, John Butera joined forces with Boyd Coddington. Yeah. I was at Boyd's. Right. And we were building the Little John Speedsters. Well, I, I did a lot of design work with John on those. And Jesse James worked with us at the same time. And I, we built a bike for Mike Guidry that I had designed, but I wanted to take it further. Mike had started the project with another shop. He ended it, brought it to us, and we finished it. But I had done drawings, and those drawings ended up being Jesse James El Diablo, the first bike he built when he went on his own. Oh, no kidding. And then I've done several bikes since. Uh, if you uh, Google Chip Foose Harley, you'll see one that I had done, and it's owned now by uh, Ken Reister. But I've got several bikes that I've built and never really advertised it. And I've built bikes for myself that I've never rode. I won't ride in California. It's too dangerous out here. Really? Even up in the hills? Uh, if I were to go somewhere, but... Uh, well, you know, you're up there in Santa Barbara, and Santa Bar and that's a beautiful, beautiful city, and well, you've got the hills up in the behind you. I'm, I'm in Orange County now. Oh, you're in Orange County now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you know... It's crowded. around here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, how about um, other cars that you have owned? Let's say, let's go back to your teenage years. So you had your dad's truck, and obviously, yep. if you're like me, you, you can't have just one vehicle. you got to have more than one. When you're 16, 17 years old and you're a car guy, you've always got two or three broken-down vehicles laying. You might have to swap parts to get one or the other was running. Was that you, too? I had about 50 cars just through high school. 50? I kept my truck, but I would buy totals. My father owned the, the auto body shop. Uh huh. And what I would do is I would I would buy totals from customers, and I couldn't afford to buy all the parts, so I would customize these cars and sell them. And I would build them in about two weeks. You know, maybe something that was side swiped or had front end damage or rear end damage. But back then, nineteen eighty one, eighty two, a seventy six Camaro with damage on it, I could sign over the insurance check and give them another two hundred dollars, and I owned the car. Then I'd do some work on it. I'd, I'd spend maybe a week to two weeks redoing the whole car and sell it for $3,200. Wow. So as a, as a kid, I did a lot of that. So any particular cars besides the truck that you used to kind of like is, 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 would be chip foos. In other words, like I had a 57 Thunderbird in high school, but I also had a 72 Ranch Air GT, being a Ford guy, you know. And I used to do a lot of street racing and stuff like that. But those are the two cars that I was kind of associated with. How about Chip Foos? Besides the truck, what else were you associated with that you kind of used all the time, or did you? My 69 Firebird that is owned by Stuart Reed, who's the head of uh, transportation design at Art Center now. He owns my old car. Really? And uh, so that one I was very well known for. Um, and then my father's cars, I would work on cars with my dad, and then I would I would still drive them. He had his Chop 48 Ford with uh, had a flathead in it, and I actually own that car today, uh, so I was known for that car. 
and also a 34 two-door sedan that my father and I built. I took that to my senior prom. Wow. Other guys, other notable guys in the L.A. area, uh, obviously Alex Exidius, uh, Ed Iskandarian, but how about Pete Chaporis and SoCal? And were you, were you kind of like buddy-buddies with those guys, too? Pete was a real good friend of mine, and when he started building parts for 32 Fords with the new SoCal Speed Shop, mm-hmm. uh, I went over there, and I'm the one that shaped the uh, SoCal windshield. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he would run things by me, or he'd just give me a call. That was Tony Thacker was involved with him, and Tony's the one that called me up one night and said, hey, can you come over and look at this windshield that we're trying to build? So I went over there and looked at it, and I ended up grabbing a 4 by 4 piece of wood that was on the floor and just ran it through the bandsaw and took a took a 5-inch grinder and ground some shapes and, and ended up putting it on the car and using that to build the... I just built one side of it, and then Jim Jacobs ended up finishing it and doing the production design. Wow, interesting, interesting. And where's that car now? Some of those. Are those, those cars are still floating. That was the style of a windshield then, Rake, basically, yeah. is what it was. for the Yeah, they, you can buy a SoCal windshield now. Okay. Um, so when Chip Foose is not working on his cars and he's not designing, what does Chip Foose do in his spare time? Uh, well, I, I go to my daughter's cheerleading games. Okay. <laughs> she cheers at the—she's uh, a senior in high school, so— I go to watch the games, and uh, my son is at Chapman University, and he's studying film. And whatever he can, whenever he needs some help, I love helping him out. Okay. Well, there's nothing. There's nothing better than family. That's uh, that's what this show is all about. We're all about family and family relationships, and 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 that's good. That's great. So, does anybody else in your family, let's say your son and your daughter, do they have an interest in cars at all, or are they kind of like in their own directions? They both like cars. My son, I can put it this way. What I remember as a kid and how I felt about cars, it was 24-7. That's all I thought about. That's all I wanted to do. I had a, a sketch pad with me. My son talks about movies all the time, and that's the industry he wants to get into. And my daughter is very interested in design, but more entertainment design. And where that'll go, I don't know, but she uh, just told me that She's interested in going to art center, which is the same school that I went to, and uh, so that would be in the next two or three years. She may be at art center, and uh, if she goes, I possibly might go up there and teach. Wow, that would be great. That would be an honor to have Chip Foose as a teacher, and if I was a student, I would be thrilled. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny you mention that because my son, uh, I used to be in the wrecking yard business and salvage yard, so I still and I'm still a dealer, so I still buy and sell stuff and tinker with st- cars. And uh, my son was always with me, just like you were with your dad. And so, even though he likes cars, I didn't let him get consumed with it. Like you know, you and I, it's 24 seven. That's just that was our generation: building models, Hot Wheels, you know, and stuff like that. And so and my son just graduated from University of Central Florida, and he's got a degree in stage and theater management. So interesting enough. Congratulations. Exactly. So he's kind of like your son, kind of going in a direction. Your son's going into film. My son's in the theater and stage production. And But he likes cars. He likes hanging out. loves driving them. But he's not consumed with them. I mean, me, you know, yeah. you and I, I don't know how you are, but I, I quiver when I can't get to a swap meet and pick up parts. You know, I'm just like a nervous wreck. I just bought an old military Jeep up in Monterey at the Bonhams auction. Oh, did you? I, I sent a picture of that to my son, and he got all excited. Wow, that is so cool. And then his next comment was, I need to do a film about the military, and I can use that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It becomes a prop. Okay, this father-son working relate. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, TV, tell us about, you got any shows in the works? Anything? I mean, Over Holland was huge, 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 huge. And, oh, thank uh, you. So what's uh, any TV stuff in uh, Chip Foose's future? Well, we were filming Overhauling right up until uh, COVID hit. And they, they, you know, we finished the season and they have not ordered anything new. I don't know if they're going to yet. They haven't told us that we're done. They just haven't ordered any new ones. Uh, meanwhile, I've uh, been working with Bud Brutzman, who is the producer, and we have shot, he's got a new show called Fully Torque. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if I could sponsor him with the wheels, because I, I do have Boost Wheels. Mm-hmm. Boost Design Wheels, right. So I said, well, who's designing the cars? And he says, nobody. 
And I said, well, I'll work with you. If I can design the wheel or if I can design the car, I'll donate the wheels. I don't do any of the build. It's actually been much easier than overall was for me because I'm just, I'm just doing the sketch and providing the wheels and promoting the wheel company. Well, that's good. So when uh, any when any any of the when's this, when's this going to production? I'm not sure when that's going to start airing, but I believe it will be soon. Okay. Do you? Uh, well, we want to have a couple minutes left, but I, I definitely want to have you back on the show. If people want to find out more about you, Chip, how do they go about doing it? Uh, you can go to foostdesign.com. Foost.com. That's our website, and uh, there's information and and also the uh, current projects in the shop are up there. Okay. And are you still traveling around doing, like, uh, special guest appearances at, at events around the country? Uh, yes, I do. I'll be with the Championship Auto Shows this year, going to a few of those. And uh, I'm not doing as much travel as I used to because of COVID. Right. But, uh, I'm sure that once we get through this mess, that hopefully I'll be out there again. All right. Well, you know, if you end up in Florida, which is where we're at here on the West Central Coast, uh, we definitely want you to come by and hang out with us for a while. But it'd be great if it was a Tuesday because you could sit right here in the studio with us. And you ever do your show at Amelia Island? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Because at Amelia, I haven't done that yet. I was trying to get in there, but um, and I can't think of his name. Taylor um, was doing the shows there for a while. And see, what I've done, like, for example, when I go to Monterey, like if I'm there on Tuesday, from Concourse on the Ave, I do a live show. But I basically, cool. I would set up people, and we would just call into the studio. So the production's actually done here, but we're actually there do, recording it and doing a live show from Monterey, which is cool. Well, uh, Haggerty, uh, I don't know if you know McKeel Haggerty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just bought Amelia Island. He did, yes. I was just talking about that. This. Yeah, I'll be there this year. Excellent. Well, now, have you been to Amelia before? I have when Bill Warner had it. He, right. Uh, invited my hemisphere out, and I was uh, next to Dean Jeffries and his silhouette. It was very cool. Wow, that was 2012. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wow. That okay. That's actually when I met Dean, and I actually had Dean on the show shortly thereafter. So. Oh, very cool. So yeah, he was. Uh, well, you know what? I mean, the, the, his Doom buggies. All, I I built all those models just like you did. I mean, AMC or AMT, yep. MPC, IMC, the all the monogram, all of yep, them. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, Chip, we are up against the clock. I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I definitely want to have you back on the show. We'll check with you in you know six months, see how you're doing, and uh, you can tell us, uh, you can bring us up to date. What's going on? Fantastic. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and thank you for having me. Okay. Well, Chip, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank uh, my special guest, Chip Foose, for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports and music. Next week, we've got a very special musical guest coming on. You'll know his name. Well, actually, you'll know the band. And uh, you'll definitely know the music. In the meantime, don't forget to check out all the stuff going on at Gulfstream Motorsports, our website, gulfstreammotorsports.com, nostalgicradioandcars.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the other kind of stuff. Actually, Facebook. Um, and, uh, hey, I want to see you out in some of those car shows, driving your cars. And, uh, wow. A lot of things going on this year. So a lot of car shows coming up. Check us out. Follow us up. Or follow us. And, uh... In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.